Welcome to the CF Strong podcast. CF Strong covers the successes and challenges faced by those living with cystic fibrosis. You'll hear first-person stories, conversations with health professionals, friends, and partners. Just a heads up, guests may share their personal views about treatments and health management, but please remember this is not medical advice, and you should always follow the advice of your clinic team regarding your health. Hello and welcome to the CF Strong Podcast. I am Sam and today we have Archie. Hey Archie, do you mind just t- telling us about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me, Sam. My name's Archie. I have cystic fibrosis myself. I have the double Delta 508 gene mutation. I'm 29 years old. I'll be 30 in a couple of weeks. I do a couple of different things. I'm a marriage celebrant. I'm a professional musician. I play the saxophone. And I also work in dispute resolution at the telecommunications ombudsman. So I've got a couple of different hats. That's a, quite a good resume you have there. Uh, one, the first thing that kind of stands out to me there is um, you said you're a saxophone player. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine having to be a musician in regards to like an instrument such as saxophone. It's quite useful to, to play the instrument and also use that as a bit of physio as well for your chest and your lungs. Have you found that that's been a useful tool in your physio? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The whole reason I began, actually, I I did my degree. I did a classical undergrad out at Monash on the clarinet. So I I first started on the clarinet and I actually did my degree. And the whole reason why I started when I was so, so young, I think I was about six. uh, The whole reason I started was for that very that reason of uh, the physiotherapy and it's a it's a technique called resistance breathing basically just strengthens the lungs and helps with all the clearance of of the airways so yeah that was the whole reason and i guess it just grew into a bit of a love and a passion and now i can't seem to get away from it excellent that sounds like a, a real passion so does that kind of mix together with your your work you said you're a marriage celebrant do you often perform as well or are you mainly just the uh is it the host of say the wedding reception is that kind of the main jig yeah, so marriage celebrancy is basically the the idea is that I am the guy who marries whoever is terribly in love. Uh, so I legally bind these people together for life. And so I've kind of started that. Uh, it was actually as a result of COVID. It was a bit of a catalyst for that change away from what I was doing previously. And uh, so, yeah, I was, I've always been a professional musician and I just figured I, I wanted to add another string to that bow, I guess, if, you're, if I'm to use a, another terrible music analogy. I wanted to add that, that extra skill and I figured I can actually do the wedding ceremony itself as well as stick around later for the reception or the wedding party and, and continue as kind of the entertainment playing the saxophone alongside whichever DJ or, or other band they decide to get on for their party as well. Yeah, okay. That sounds uh, like a pretty good jig. Uh, I'm guessing you also have to be, I guess, an entertainer and also a pretty confident speaker. Do you ever find that you are anxious before doing those kind of things, especially with like in regards to cystic fibrosis, like sometimes you control the occasional coughing fit or things like that. Does any of that kind of play into your your role? Yeah, I, certainly. Before every performance, it's natural to expect a little bit of, I guess, nerves are, are, are a natural part of any performance. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, and so, I, 
one of the best tips I ever got was to reframe nerves as excitement because it's essentially the same physiological response. So now I just get excited for these things. Uh, in terms of how it, how it links back to cystic fibrosis, I'm not so much the, the nerves on the day of the performance, if I'm well enough to get there and actually be performing and, and the CF hasn't inhibited me too much leading into the performance, I've actually made it to the performance, then I'm not too worried. I'm, I guess I'm going through those kind of normal performance processes. But yeah, the CF is a bit more of a preparatory thing. It's a, it's okay, what am I doing with my own routine yeah. and regimen to make sure that I'm best prepared physically? And I guess also emotionally, mentally, and everything as well. So yeah, it's a I think of the CF side of things more as a prep role than than on the actual performance day because I, I like to, I guess, stay focused on the actual performance when I'm there. So it's a, it's a part of your, uh, I guess, your routine leading up to the big days is just to make sure your CF is in order, you're comfortable with where you are at, and so it doesn't really carry over into the actual day, okay? Yeah. Uh, and your, your job before this uh, role, what was that you said you were doing? So... Leading up to COVID, I was actually a primary school and high school music and performing arts classroom teacher. I was uh, I was teaching in various schools for about five years uh, leading up to COVID. Um, all age groups, all kind of different contexts as well. But yeah, mainly mainly the sort of primary school and high school aged classroom music, which was uh, it was a challenge. It was really a challenge. Hence the change. What were the uh, main challenges then? I can imagine it's uh, could possibly have to do with, say, just the the troubled troubling students at times. Because I can imagine high school can be a hard area to work in. Or what were the main challenges you faced in that role? Yeah, you'd think that it was the students. Actually, once you figure out basic kind of classroom management techniques, the the students are rarely ever the most challenging issue. It's more. Some of the issues I had with teaching were more industry and cultural based challenges. For example, music being a comparatively marginalized subject area compared to something like science or English or even maths. So by virtue of being, I guess, a less a less important quote unquote uh, subject area, it's it's often hard to get the same respect and, and emphasis in things like resourcing and timetabling as what those other subjects do. And that's just one of the many gripes I had about teaching. I also found that the effort to reward ratio with teaching just didn't really match up in terms of the effort, time, hours, blood, sweat and tears that I was putting into things such as lesson preparation, marking, report writing, meetings with other parents, meetings with other teachers, all of this extra extracurricular things that were outside of the classroom, I just found that it wasn't adding to my overall experience in a positive way. And so, yeah, so kind of contrary to what you would typically think, that the high school students were actually sometimes the most redeeming factor of it because they reminded you that, well, they're the reason why you were there to teach, whereas a lot of the extraneous kind of 
things and uh, bureaucratic type of things that you're required to do really really weighed me down and hence yeah i've changed i can uh, imagine why that would be hard definitely and from a point of view from say your cystic fibrosis i can also imagine that kind of a hard work environment could also impact your health because maybe yeah, you weren't definitely. exercising as much um yeah. and that being said how did you actually manage your health in all your work roles so your, your school role and also now your now your marriage celebrate role how do you how have you managed your cf yeah so i mean it's it, the management has had to be pretty flexible over the years as you say with the particular it's a talk about teaching first teaching was really hard because it it's such a vocational occupation that you have to really give your complete self to it whereas people with cf know and empathize with the fact that we need to be a bit selfish on occasions and we need to excuse ourselves from some work requirements for the sake of making sure that we do our physio or we, we meet our health regimen requirements. So it was really hard. Things like making sure that I had enough time in my day to exercise where I needed to or to, to making sure that I had enough time at lunchtime to actually sit down and get a full meal so that I had enough fuel to get through the day. Whereas I know a lot of teachers are sitting at their desks, eating their lunch while they mark student papers and things like that. So that was, yeah, certainly a real challenge. Now with my celebrancy and kind of musician role, it's a bit different because uh, I guess it's more flexible. I can, I can set, it's my own business. Firstly, I, I, I run my own business and take my own bookings for those services and, and uh, your typical kind of booking or your wedding ceremony is is only really around about forty minutes long, so I can kind of I can manage that pretty easily. Um, and usually at a wedding, if I'm sticking around and playing the saxophone, I'm often getting fed too, which is quite nice. And you know the sit down wedding meal, but uh, yeah, it's it's a little mm. different because they're often yep. later evenings. They finish a little later as well, so. I do have to make sure that, okay, all right, I, I don't have something straight up first thing in the next morning because I really do require that physical recuperation because I, I do find myself quite spent uh, physically and socially. I do need that kind of period to really bounce back. Um, and that's just come with trial and error and a bit of experience. So the change from careers, obviously from a career that you enjoyed at some level, but also found challenges in to now doing something that seems like you're a bit more passionate about and that you love a bit more. Is there a big difference in how that makes you feel both physically and emotionally? And does that tie in with your cystic fibrosis as well? Definitely. I mentioned the fact that the playing aspect, the playing the saxophone is a is a workout in itself. It's, it's very aerobic as an activity. Um, and so as a result of my career change, I'm actually playing the saxophone more. So I'm actually integrating more exercise and more aerobic expansion and, and activity into my work. And that as a result, as a result of by virtue of playing the saxophone, you get endorphin release because of the fact that you're making music and you're being physically active. So that's that's already a plus. Plus, I'm making money off it. Plus, it's something I've 
I'm good at. Whereas previously with teaching, I was having to sacrifice a lot of that time to make sure that I was meeting my teaching requirements. And so I'm really happy with the transition so far. And yeah, I've, yeah it's been a challenge, but uh, and a real learning curve. But it's been great because I mean, with any business, you can I guess set your own prices and 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 have a little bit more control over how you do things. Whereas I, I found that sometimes teaching was a bit rigid by having to meet curricular requirements or or yeah, just be determined by you know what what the bureaucratic requirements were. So that was a bit yeah, a bit of a challenge because it's now so open the the whole thing's entirely up to me and. But that's really exciting. It's, it's what I love most about it, actually. So what was, you mentioned before that it was through COVID that you had this kind of change in career. What was the other main inspirations into going to, into this field? Because it's quite a unique one and I feel like a lot of people won't know too much about it. So what were the biggest inspirations to get into this area? Yeah, so, I mean, my partner says that I'm the most soft romantic type that that she's ever come across so i certainly almost cliched i do love love um and i i do confess i had been to a couple of weddings kind of prior to covid where i was sitting as a guest during the ceremony thinking to myself i could do that (laughs) i could do that i could give that a red hot crack and so (laughs) nice I, i always thought it'd be a pretty cool kind of side hustle to have um but i've yeah i've done a few now that it's really grown into a love and i'm really looking forward to making it the main uh source of income i I still have a day job doing this kind of dispute resolution stuff which is an office job uh and that's going to tide me over until the business really takes off and i get enough bookings to kind of rely on that which is exciting so yeah it was a I was already pretty disenfranchised with teaching kind of leading into COVID, but it really did provide the perfect catalyst for that change. Excellent. It's always great to hear stories about someone uh, chasing the passions and going into an industry to get paid for their passion, which is, I think is a, uh, a great best of both worlds kind of scenario. Yeah. Uh, and just uh, to Dabble back into the CF side of things. Yep. What are the biggest challenges you find in regards to balancing now having your job and also your 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 passion job, which is after hours? How do you find the balance to also fit in your cystic fibrosis uh, treatment and exercise and physio? Yeah, it is a challenge. As I mentioned, often performance is going late into the evening. I have a personal trainer with a with a gym just across the road from where I live and the only time I can really get bookings with him is in the early mornings so that requires a lot of communication just with trying to balance my making sure that I'm meeting those kind of physiological requirements that I know I need to do to keep my airways clear and things like that so yeah it is is a real challenge Um, it was also a challenge if I'm being honest it was also a real challenge initially financially because teaching is uh, a solid salary um particularly for young teachers coming straight out of out of uni it's a really good solid regular income whereas now it's a little bit more uh few and far between and it's a seasonal is what i should say it's more seasonal whereas 
yeah, I, we're coming into the colder months. Obviously, mm. weddings aren't happening as commonly, um, less bookings. So I'm having to be a bit more mindful of whether I continue the gym membership or whether, yeah, whether I can even go out for a run by myself because of the cold air and how it affects my lungs and just little things like that definitely play into your mind. It's, But at the same time, i got to give a shout-out to CF Community Care for their assistance there as well because they're always fantastic as a resource for for getting things like the fitness grants and, and just just general pointing in the right directions regarding regarding um, all mm. things, resources. So, yeah. It's a hard one. It's hard trying to uh, do the things you love but also try to balance out the things you have to do, which unfortunately yeah. is something uh, – everyone with CF can relate to because I also have CF as well. So I relate to it oh, very much. I didn't so. even know. Sorry, Sam. I didn't even um, know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, probably, I should have said that before we started talking. Yeah. I also have cystic fibrosis. So yeah. I'm, and as you said before, I like doing the advocacy stuff. So that's kind of why I'm here doing this as well. Cool. Um, but yeah, it, it is very hard to, to find that, find that balance, which is doing the things you love, but also having to do the things you have to do. And it's also like, it's kind of like a circle, you know, if you don't do the things you have to do, you can't do the things you love, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it gets very hard to balance. So yeah, I commend you for going out and uh, maybe putting behind, beside a salary to then chase something you're passionate about. So I commend you for that. Thanks, man. Um, and going on from that, do you have any advice? Do you, do you have any advice to uh, say any listeners who are thinking about, chasing their passions uh what would you say to them i think by virtue of having cystic fibrosis we're all acutely aware of our own mortality uh, not to not to get too dark and heavy straight away but we're all very aware that this is the one shot we've got so why are we dawdling wasting <laughs> time doing stuff we don't actually believe in or or want to do and and i've yeah just really found that as a pretty big motivator if there, if, if there ever was one um yeah you really got to give it a red hot crack uh do as much research ask as many questions as you possibly can surround yourself with good people be honest with both yourself and the people around you with what you want to do and how you want to go about it and just be willing to learn and accept the fact that it's going to take a while to get where you need to be or where you want to be uh and i guess also being comfortable with the fact that you're going to suck at it for a bit until you do rock at it because no one gets that good at anything overnight so yeah just dive right in ask plenty of questions you've got legends like yourself you've got always got me to ask yeah. the, these questions we've all made the the various mistakes in the past as well so yeah just ask questions i would say excellent well it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast um this is unfortunately all the about, all, about all the time we have for it, but thank you again for coming on and I hope the listeners have got something out of this. So thanks for joining us and hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me, Sam. Yeah, I, I hope to have to ask you some questions next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CF Strong Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast listening platform so you don't miss the next episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd really appreciate if you could leave us a review. It helps other people find CF Strong. Or share us with your friends. 
Also, a quick reminder that the views expressed in the CF Strong podcast may not be reflective of Cystic Fibrosis Community Care's viewpoints. The podcasts are designed to share information and provide insight into the lives of those living with cystic fibrosis around Australia. This podcast was made possible thanks to support provided by the Australian Government and was produced by CF Community Care and CF Western Australia. Our theme music is Spark of Inspiration by Shane Ivers from Silverman Sound. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.